0: Welcome to Bitch Talk, Blues and Interviews straight from the heart of San Francisco. This is Ange coming to you with a special bonus edition. I went to Family Affair, which is uh, an art gallery here in San Francisco in the Lower Haight uh, District. And they were having an an opening for Freaks of the Industry, which is photography by the one and only hip-hop photographer B-Plus, also known as Brian Cross. And uh, this guy, he's basically photographed anyone that has ever mattered in in the hip hop game. But this specifically is a collection of his early 1990s work, uh, specifically based on artists from the Bay Area. So we're talking E-40, Blackalicious, Hieroglyphics, Living Legends, The Coup, Too Short, um, Lyrics Born, Friend of the Show. Um, So I was really excited to go and not only support Family Affair, but also this incredible photography and the history of hip hop in the Bay Area. And while I was there, I was lucky enough to stumble upon Eric Arnold, who is an <laughs> epic Bay Area journalist, um, and he was outside having to drink, having to smoke, and so was I, so we were like, hey, while we're here, let's record. So uh, I, was, I was lucky enough to sit down and chat with him, and uh, keep in mind we had had a few at this point, uh, but we were having a good time, and it, it was a really nice conversation. I hope you enjoy it. on Hate Street with Eric Arnold. No big fucking deal. It's just like, it's just an average night, you know, hanging out with Eric
1: Arnold. What's a special night. What do you <laughs> <about>? <laughs> like a legendary night.
0: I was being facetious. Rolled, Come on. Rolled,
1: facetious, yeah. Roll with me. Right. Okay, I'm rolling. I'm rolling. Okay,
0: so, uh, if you don't know, and I barely know, Eric Arnold has been in the journalism hip-hop game since... The evolution of what do you think
1: uh definitely early 90s
0: early 90s yeah and, and that's and that's yeah Wow. Welcome to bitch talk.
1: (laughs) Thank you. I'm always happy to be here on bitch talk. It's, you know, one of the best podcasts around.
0: Thank you. I'm going to use that blurb in all of our commercials. And this is actually your second time here.
1: Yeah, it is. It's my return.
0: This is a return to bitch talk after, uh, the Oakland museum. And we're here celebrating family affairs, freaks of the industry, B plus photography exhibit grand opening. And, uh, what are your thoughts as a as a hip-hop historian on the photography tonight?
1: I mean, it's just amazing. I mean, when I heard that B-Plus was doing an all-Bay Area show uh, in San Francisco, I marked it on my calendar and said I had to be here. Um and you know a lot of these uh, artists are very iconic um they're very well known very familiar with me uh, to me uh people i've hung out with people i've interviewed uh, can
0: you can you give some examples and some perf- personal stories for the listeners
1: personal stories okay well you know the dj from digital underground dj fuse used to be my neighbor on the street i grew up in in berkeley And uh, uh, so did Benny B, who's uh, on the iconic uh, DJ Shadow introducing album cover uh, that is the centerpiece of this exhibit. So those are two stories right there. Uh, Spice One is in this exhibit. I did a cover story with him for 4080 magazine in like 94, I think. Uh, the coup uh, have have some photos on here Um, you know there's a very iconic photo of Pam that I've never seen before Pam the Funkstress, and she was someone that you know I knew personally for like 20 years Uh, I've been talking with uh, Alex Mejia and the Purple Pam Foundation and um, you know we've been talking about doing something a little bit more major um, more significant about her life to really give her the pride That she deserved. Mm. Uh, You know, lyrics born in Latif. Uh, those are the homies. I go way back with them. Uh, I just interviewed Lyrics Born the other day on on his tenth album. He's got ten albums <laughs> as an Asian American rapper. Mm-hmm. That's phenomenal, mm-hmm. and he's from the Bay.
0: And he is a friend of the show. I told you we we had him on and our live show. event. Absolutely, mm-hmm,
1: yeah, because mm-hmm, yeah, yeah. he can bitch talk. <laughs> he knows how to do it.
0: Anybody can bitch talk, Eric.
1: Right, but, you know, some people are better at bitch-talking than others, right? (laughs) Anyway, anyway, so, um, you know, and and I just did, uh, like, a year and a half ago, I did the liner notes for the Lituric's 20th anniversary. So it's really interesting that now we're getting into this point where these moments in time are seeming iconic, Mm -hmm. that the culture has kind of... uh, it's steeped enough mm-hmm. You know, like how you steep tea mm-hmm. To get the rich The real flavor, you know Like you got yeah. some gunpowder green tea And you're just like, I gotta do it for four minutes Because if I only do it for two minutes It's not gonna really give me that flavor yeah. So now we're at that point where hip-hop And Bay Area hip-hop um, Has been steeping for a while
0: I like that you call it steeping because it's weird that it makes me feel old that like we're paying homage to these things that like are my
1: roots. Uh, I mean, I think you could feel any kind of number of different ways about <laughs> it. You know, like old is just one <laughs> noun, right there. There could be many nouns. There could be many ways that you feel about Still
0: also proud. Proud, honored, yeah, I mean, of I've, course, all the things. But I'm like, wow, we're we're paying homage, we're honoring, you know. And this is, this is like the hip hop that I grew up with. So yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Well, you I would, know what I'm saying. I would definitely feel proud. I mean, you know, I don't feel old looking at this yeah. stuff, you know. Although, you know, I was just talking to someone who's 23, <laughs> and he was just like, "What was it like the first time you heard hip hop?" <laughs> and I was like, "Well, after I came down from the mountain with my stone tablets."
0: Moses. <laughs> you, know, uh, yeah. you know? Yeah.
1: You uh, know? They said, let there be hip hop. And, and, and then the Almighty said, it's yours.
0: <laughs> no, but that's That's so funny. It's kind of like, okay, the evolution, the evolution of hip hop. I'm not really good at, at keeping track of like, mm-hmm. what the kids are listening to these days. Uh-huh. What are your thoughts on that?
1: I can't keep up. I mean, every time I learn the name of a new rapper, they're over. <laughs> you know, like, and I. Uh, so
0: it's the longevity that they can't hang. i would be with.
1: asking on on Facebook. I'm like, is the Fetty Wap era over? <laughs> and you know, like, just when I. What about Lil Xan Is he still a thing You know what I don't know
0: That's just like Anything from back in the day Remember those big ass Square TVs With the wooden casings Yeah They lasted For like 60 years And now you can't Get a TV to survive For 20 years So maybe that's just What this new age is It's just like Shit doesn't last
1: Maybe it's like that. I mean, you know, the whole history of American manufacturing, they did make things for the whole American dream. The fact that, you know, or the the idea that you're going to have the same job for like 20 or 30 years working in the factory, you know, making cars for GM. And these are going to be solid cars, and you're not going to get a new car every two years, you know. But a lot of it has to do with technology. And to bring it full circle, hip-hop has always been about embracing technology. Always, from day one.
0: Right, right. Do you think as a journalist um, that your approach to hip-hop and and, uh, hip-hop artists' reactions to you has been in some way filtered, or because they know you're a journalist and and they want to be portrayed in some way, or or how do you think that you've been perceived in the hip-hop world?
1: I mean, I would say yes and no. It kind of depends on what story you're doing and who the publication is, but... Um, i always tried to come at hip-hop in an authentic way um, meaning that i participated in the culture before i ever wrote about it Um, and i always had the perspective of someone that participated in the culture so i was never really an outsider to hip-hop uh and i don't know i mean i've gotten props for being authentic but then you never know like people might have some idea like you know I've never shot someone you know (laughs) so you know maybe that precludes you but I don't know I mean on on the real like the reason I even got into hip-hop journalism in the first place was because we were seeing these articles in mainstream magazines like Time and Newsweek that were really gross misrepresentations of the culture and we said hey we can do better
0: I love that. I love that. And and I wanna give a little backstory. I rolled up to Family Affair and it was packed. Uh, B plus, the photographer, was speaking and, and I could barely get in. Yeah. And here comes Eric Arnold strolling out, rolling a cigarette and just chilling with the Hate Street hooligans. And I'm like, this is why Eric Arnold <laughs> is a legend. Because you just you show up where you need to show up, and and but you're not. There's no ego. There's no. You're just of the people, and that's what mm-hmm. journalism should be.
1: Uh, it should be. I mean, hopefully, you know how to like, you know, cross the T and dot an I, you know. Well, okay,
0: that too. <laughs>
1: and and write perfect copy and all those things, but um, you know, and edit and, and spell check. Um, but yeah, okay. I mean, I think that hip hop journalism right now we're looking at there are people doing documentaries on hip-hop journalists in the 90s right now, you know. And it's kind of, I don't know how I feel about that. Like, Hmm. there's no way that that's not going to get distorted or diluted, Hmm. uh, you know. And and how do you make sure that everyone is included?
0: That's what I was going to ask. What are you afraid that's going to get lost?
1: Well, I think there's always the potential for something to be lost as it gets handed off to a new generation. Hmm. Uh, And you just have to make sure that you teach the lessons you know and so that the that the children will know you know what I mean and that you that you give them the right information and then you gotta wash your hands of it and say well you decide what to do with and this And you, you
0: move oh, on from there I tried yeah okay okay what are the lessons what are the lessons
1: uh, keep it real uh, don't have to lie to kick it ain't no future in your fronting, mm-hmm. and you're a customer like
0: that. Shit! Where do I even go from there?
1: Wow! Uh, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Well,
0: we had to finish our cocktails uh, on the on the streets of of Lower Hate, so
1: yeah. I mean, I must say, it's so elegant having a glass of champagne on the street of Lower Haight where <laughs> Jerry Garcia like probably puked his guts out 50 <laughs> years ago, you know, right so across the So much acid.
0: So much acid.
1: Yeah. I can still kind of feel the vibe. I'm kind of catching your contact. But no, I mean, it's, you know, it's great to do anything in a place like this that is so storied that actually, you know, is known globally for having a, a street culture that became part of history. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, it, it could be the Grateful Dead, but it could be hip-hop, too, because we're right here next door to Groove Merchant. And mm-hmm. Groove Merchant, the fact that they're still here after all this time, is very important.
0: Absolutely. I'm, I'm, I'm so grateful for that. And can, on that note, can we talk a little bit about Freddie and Zura's uh, who is the owner curator of family affair the uh, the uh, gallery that we're here to honor, and just like kind of the work that he's doing and and we we were here together at the pr- the opening of the Prince exhibit, which was uh-huh. the grand opening in in April I believe so can, can we talk a little bit about Freddie and the work that he's doing
1: I mean I think he's doing it for the right reasons you know um, I wasn't there at the time, but this is reminiscent from everything that I've read and heard of like the New York gallery scene in like the late 70s when, you know, hip-hop was just coming out and they were kind of, there was all these influences and New Wave was a thing and hip-hop and New Wave were starting to meld together and people were just having these amazing creative ideas and doing all these amazing shows, um, but it was all really rooted in culture. It was all rooted in the art aesthetic and wanting to present something that actually resonated with people. And for what I've seen, Freddie's doing that here tonight. Mm-hmm.
0: And, and with every exhibit that he does, and uh, everybody, please come out to Family Affair, 683 Hate Street, Lower Hate. Come out, represent, enjoy. Oh
1: Nah, that's it. I love that record. The bass line on that record is so dope.
0: <laughs> okay, he's saying I'm not sure if I got that, but thank you, Eric, for drinking with me on the streets of hate.
1: I know. You know, I'm always down for a bitch talk.
0: So that was my interview with Eric Arnold. So I hope you guys enjoyed that interview. That was actually my second time talking with Eric. Uh, the first time was for the opening exhibit of Respect at the Oakland Museum. Always an honor to talk to him. He's full of so much knowledge. And uh, yeah, I hope we have him on again soon. It was a really good night. I really urge you guys to go out to Family Affair in Lower Hate. Uh, Freaks of the Industry is going to be uh, showing until Saturday, November 17th. In, on which case, I think we're going to have B-plus, a special interview with the photographer. Um, and uh, yeah, that's that's in the works. So hopefully we'll, we'll we'll get a chance to sit down and talk with him. But until then, please support your local art, your local artists, your local galleries. Saturday, November 17th is their closing night. Check out Freaks of the Industry. And uh, for all of your Bitch Talk inquiries, uh, to write a review, to listen to past episodes, head to our website www.bitchtalkpodcast.com and next week for your ear holes we're gonna have a special basic bitch election edition we have a lot of bitching to do but we also have a lot of positivity to talk about a lot of action that can be taken until uh, election day so tune in and have a great week bitch please